a favorite film of 80s kids that had a cast of comedy's most reliable and respected players. And if you want to watch women get sexually harassed, go ahead and watch this. Look no further. This is 80s Movie Guide. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. I'm Riley Roberts. And I'm Tara McNamara. Clue is based on the Parker Brothers board game, and it is a broad comedy whodunit. Yep, and if my mom thinks that she named me after Scarlett O'Hara because Scarlett's my last, my first name, but I think I'm named after Miss Scarlett. I think <laughs> you might be right. I think you're actually named after both. I, I what Scarlett is Scarlett O'Hara cool. pisses me off. Really, the one time I watched Gone with the Wind, I was like, "Ew, this girl's so annoying." <laughs> Like, and I was like nine. Well, Miss Scarlet's so strong, and she knows when men are being men, and she's like, ew, go away. Yeah. And she knows what to do, and she, and but she still takes advantage of the sexual harassment by using escorts. Because mm-hmm. she's like, well, if men are going to be gross, might as well get paid for it. So I think that's pretty smart of her. Okay. Well, so what? what I can't help but notice about this mid-80s film, you know, I mean, it comes out in 1985, uh, interesting, Christopher Lloyd's in it, same year as Back to the Future, right? Yep. He looks entirely different, so and that's different. when we realized that he, like, they must have used some true aging technology for Doc Brown, because now Christopher Lloyd looks exactly like Doc no, Brown. They, in uh, Back to the Future, I saw, like, behind-the-scenes things where they they put like old man skin on top of him. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it, yeah, like, but that's, but what's funny is that then we think, forever that that's just what he looks like yeah. and and really in clue you see no he that's not what he looked like um but regardless uh first of all about the characters so the women so two of the women are made to be beautiful and and sexy so of course they are the madam and the prostitute right yeah. like you that's that has to be what they are i mm-hmm. mean they couldn't have any other job one of them couldn't have been the se- the the senator's wife no we'll make the dumpy older woman the yeah. senator's wife um you know, a Madeline Kahn's character is a uh, uh, Miss White is a black widow type. You know, but the Im- implication is that she's lured men in with her sexuality and then she kills them. Yes, right. So again, as as all women should, <laughs> <laughs> women who are attractive are either you know whoring are, are whoring their bodies out one way or the other. Like yep. that's uh, so that's pretty insulting. But then of course, then there's Michael McKean's character who is the State Department, um, the guy who works for the FBI. Yeah, uh, who is the only good man in the whole thing, and, even though FBI people, I'm pretty sure, are not like that. <laughs> well, that's true. I hadn't looked at it, but, you know, because he's playing someone who is gay. gay. So he's the only non-sexual harasser. But he's also the mo- only non-threatening one, yes. right? And so, you know, oh, he's. it's almost as if he's so weak and mild that he couldn't possibly... You know, do anything. Po- do anything wrong, right? So it, it it's odd how it's insulting about that. But, I mean, this is what's interesting, too, is, uh, you know, we hadn't quite hit AIDS epidemic hysteria when, when Clue came out. Um, the tide was starting to turn. It wasn't like the 1980, wasn't around that time where, you know, homosexuality was much more accepted. We're now starting the curve. But, but even though uh, that's the case... There's still lots of gay jokes. Like, it's okay to take shots, right, constantly, right? He's, well, I mean, right when he says he's gay, all the men 
to stay as far away as possible. Oh, right. Because as if he's going to attack them because yeah. they're also men. And, you know, um, he, he says, I'm a plant, right? Like, I'm with the FBI. I'm a plant. And Miss Scarlet says, a plant? I thought they usually called men like you a fruit. I mean, they just kind of project the idea that it's disgusting to be gay. Yeah. And the film is set in the 50s. So that's where it's... So it's like, okay. like Well, in the 50s, it, it, yeah. you know, it was considered disgusting to be gay. So it's a little hard for us to place that now, exactly what the, you know... Well, I mean, they say in the beginning, like, 1957 or... or yeah, I think whatever. it was, yeah. And, and once you see that, you already know. Like, you already know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all white people. Right, <laughs> First right. Of all, except except for the black, black cop, cop who ends up dying, duh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> of course. Duh. Uh, there was no other colored person in that, right? No, there was... Mr. Body was, like, kind of ethnic, but, like, not really. There was an Asian, uh, cook. Oh, yeah. doesn't even get a line. But, yeah, By the way, she wasn't not known. She was in MASH. I mean, she was in a hit TV series. Mm -hmm. But that's, to me, just says how few roles there are. Mm -hmm. That they're like, we're gonna basically make you a featured extra. You know, and she's like, okay. I mean, you know, because she's, I would assume she needs the work. Because yeah, she's only in, like, four scenes. Yeah, total. and most of them she's dead. Yeah. So. <laughs> Three out of four. <laughs> you're going to look menacing and growl, and then you're going to be dead and just be dragged everywhere. Um, so, the script. I mean, tell me what your feeling was on the quality of writing. Well, I liked it. I was kind of trying... I. I honestly really liked it, but I loved the game Clue, mm-hmm. like, ever since I was little. So, like, I was just kind of like, I know I'm going to like this movie. But they added a lot of humor to it that even the gay jokes, like, even though that's not, like, okay. But at mm-hmm. the time, you know. Right. You know. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to laugh at this inappropriate joke because I'm just respecting the era. <laughs> well, there's that. But also, like, Gay jokes aren't the biggest thing anymore. The biggest thing right now is racism. Less homophobia. Okay. And a lot... Every Wait, do you single, mean like we're okay with homophobia now? Or you're no, saying like, nobody cares if you're homophobic, it's your problem? No. No one cares if you're homo. Sexual. Oh, right. That's right. what I'm saying. No, no. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Homophobia it, isn't... Re- like, it's still there. Like, people are still homophobic and it's gross. But, like, it's not as bad. Yeah. But, see, this is what I wanted to get to about the writing. So... I think the script, right, it's snappy, it's well-written, it's a tight script, you know, it's got so much innuendo and double entendre in it, it's just, but it it's doesn't, smart. but it doesn't feel modern, right? It, it feels like a play. Well, it's the, supposed to take place in the 50s. Well, I know, That's but the, the script point. is for the 80s is the point, so. But it's taking place in the 50s. <laughs> That's the point. I think what I'm trying to get at is is that this movie was a huge flop when it came out. And it, it to me, felt like there's a lot of da-dun-dun kind of humor. You know, they'd say a, a line with a joke. It's very jokey. And so in 1985, that kind of comedy was sort of on the way out. It felt... Um, you know, we now, as you know, we had the rise of the National Lampoon writers, we had the rise of Saturday Night Live, and it was changing away from this jokey humor. And so this writer is British, his name's Jonathan Lynn, I'm actually not familiar with any of his work, but I had to look because I thought, there's something Benny Hill, you know, it's got this weird British Benny Hill feeling to it, and, um, you know, with just all of the, the boobs, you know, like Yvette... The, the the May just, you know, everything's... Her boobs are a character. Like, her yeah. boobs are, you know... <laughs> her boobs are her character. 
character. They are her character, yeah. I mean, they're the the highlight. And that kind of humor, you know, was prevalent in the 80s, like in the toy, right? Remember, um, U.S.? When the kid gets Richard Pryor as a toy. Yeah, you did. You watched it with me. I didn't. Yeah, when a kid gets Richard Pryor as a toy, he's a rich kid, and the wife is... All right. We've never seen that movie. We have, because you watched it with me. But I did okay. not. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Okay. I have no idea. Right, well, I, I've heard of the it. Lindsay Lohan movie where um, where uh, America's Next Top Model, what's that girl's name? Tyra Banks, where Tyra Banks turns into a Barbie, into a oh, human. Uh-huh. That's the only one I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not the same movie at all. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just trying to say that kind of boob humor, skirt grabbing, and... Skirts flying up, that kind of thing was, of course, a big deal in the 80s and the late 70s and and all of that connected. It just felt like, but you know, here's what you have to think. So this movie wasn't a hit in theaters, but the reason why it is this cult classic, this beloved film among uh, 80s kids is for the exact reason you just said, because we all saw it when we were kids. It was on HBO nonstop, and a lot of films that impacted your parents, uh, were these films that weren't great movies. <laughs> they just, HBO was new, everyone had it, nobody's parents were home after school, and you would go home and you would watch TV, you know? And uh, and that was on a lot. And so everybody watched it over and over again. So that kind of humor, women, you know, making jokes about women, that these, this is what women are, are basically, use their bodies, gay jokes are fine. That, I mean, all of that gets subtly in the minds of 10-year-olds. Well, now... And that's what the Martin Mole character is about. And that, by the way, is fascinating to me, too, to come back to that, that, you know, he is a John for these two women, right? Like, I mean, he's a John who is a client of the... Two I don't know who you're talking about when you say the actor's name. Colonel, Colonel Mustard. Okay. Right? So he's So he was a client. He had slept with... He had hired Yvette through, uh, through Miss Scarlet... And so, you know, he's trying to get the negatives, right, at some point. But that's not his secret, right? That's not what he's being blackmailed about. He's being blackmailed over profiteering off the war, about stealing uh, servicemen's um, radio equipment, and then they would be, you know, fighting during World War II. And not having stuff. And not having it and dying. That was the secret. Hiring a prostitute because he's a guy is no big deal. But at the end of the movie... They're all criminals, <laughs> so it does right. not matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They all get arrested either way. Well, what did you think about the different... I mean, there are three different endings. Apparently, there were actually four different endings. I'm dying to know what the fourth one was. I mean, I don't know, really, but, like, why did that one get cut? Uh, because, and I think this is a great idea, the original idea was that they would put different endings in different theaters, so there'd be a whole bunch of different versions of the film. Mm. And I think that is fantastic. I love that idea, but I don't know why And they Twitter wouldn't it. have been around to show every single ending. <laughs> yeah, and it gives you a reason to watch it on HBO over and over again. By the way, just to, just to go back to that, so your nine-year-old brother who watched it with us and loved, loved it, the next day he was watching it again. It, it does have that sort That's of... That's what kids do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I watched Ariel and Aristocrats like 80 billion times. Mm-hmm. I know the ending. Yeah, yeah. That's um, just what kids do. 
so, oh yeah, you know what? When we were talking about gross men, that's the idea with Professor Plum too, right? Oh yeah, the minute the minute Christopher Lloyd steps in and he goes, "You need a ride," I'm like, "Ew, who's right. this character?" Like, yeah, come so, on. <laughs> so the men are, you know, sexually inappropriate, and every single one except uh, except the FBI agent. Cause uh-huh. Smarter than that. Uh huh. And and that's a safe thing. And the, oh, but still, at the end, he has to say, "I'm going to go home and make love to my wife." Because, again, to actually be gay would just be disgusting. So we can't have him actually being gay. It's crazy. I mean, that's what undercover people do, don't they? Pretend to be somebody different. Yep. Sure. Okay. I mean, I get it. You're, uh, you're going to defend Clue till the grave. I can see I like, that. <laughs> I, 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 I like Clue. And I think that it's really smart in every single aspect that they did it. Because when I first started watching it, I've been playing the game since I was little, uh-huh. and that's not what I was expecting. Um, I didn't think, I especially didn't think the widower, widower would be Mrs. White, but that was ironic, and I liked that. Mm-hmm. And did you notice that none of them were wearing the color that they were defined by? Yeah. So Miss Scarlet's wearing blue, green. green. So they're kind of wearing the opposite. Miss White was wearing black. Um, I don't remember what blue was professor Plum wearing blue or i'm not sure wait who is the old lady uh miss peacock yeah miss peacock she's wearing orange yeah so they're all sort of the opposite yeah uh spectrum so that's kind of bizarre i mean they did they know their names their code names no but all of their cars when they drove up matched the color that they were assigned so there was a nod i guess maybe they felt it was too on the nose to have them actually be dressed in their color although true to the board game um so did you see Knives Out? Yeah. Okay. So I actually had a chance to talk to Ryan Johnson, the director, and he, uh, there was another book, I don't know if you remember this, called The Westing Game. And I read it to you when you were little. I loved it. I read it to Cole. I read it when I was a kid. And I'd asked him, you know, was, this, was Knives Out based on The Westing Game? And he was like, no, I haven't read that, but so many people have asked me that. And he's like, no, it's actually, I just wanted another movie like Clue. <laughs> and so I thought, no one else is going to write it. I'm going to write it. And that's, and, and so you kind of get that same sort of feeling with Knives yeah. Out. Well, Knives Out was very, like, this happened. Oh, no, it didn't. This uh-huh. ha- no, it didn't. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, that's what I didn't like about Knives Out, was that it was like, this is what happened. And then five minutes later, it was like, no, 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 no. That's not what happened. This is what happened. And five minutes later, they were like, no, no. But this is how happened. is that? But isn't that the evolution of Clue? Where you have no, the different but endings. No, but the thing is with Clue is that they're all in a group of people, and they're all trying to figure out the same exact thing. Uh-huh. And even though that the butler is Mr. Body in the end, we all knew that. If you did not know that the butler was Mr. Body, you're fucking stupid. I was like, this is the only... He's the person who's running the entire thing. There's no way the other guy was Mr. Body. Uh-huh. There's no way, because he died like that. Yeah. Mr. Body would not have died if he's running the entire thing. He mm-hmm. would not have died immediately. Yeah. And he was running the entire thing. So, And he was try- And he's the one who knew all the secrets. And he, he barely even had to read that card. He knew everything. It was really obvious. Yeah. I, I, it was really obvious. But, but they were all together trying to figure it out. Even though there were... Even though all of them murdered someone. Uh-huh. In the last one. Uh, the last ending, at least. Uh, I do think, and just to return to the ending, I think it it is so great that it has so many endings. I know uh, when we were watching it, your older brother was like, oh, this is such a cop-out. But I'm like, no, this is exactly like the board game, because you play it again and again, and you have a different ending. It's fantastic. 
Um, all right, well, this is 80s Movie Guide. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. I'm Tara McNamara. I'm Riley Roberts. And you can uh, follow us on social media at 80s Movie Guide. And look at our website. Yeah, you should probably do that. Yeah. We have lots of all the behind-the-scenes information on film. Very, It's a movie guide. It's very thorough. It takes <laughs> me a really long time to put that together, so please look at it. You'll, I promise you'll, you'll be surprised and informed. Thanks. Well, you never do nothing to save your dog or soul.